This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break right here on Pain.TV. I am your commander for this two-hour episode of the Dustin Gold Standard. And we just got off reviewing the older technology, uh, deepfake video, face swaps, deepfake source video. I explained to you deepfake audio and how the Mind Twin AI brain works. So I hope you appreciated that. Eventually, we can go back and I can show you a lot more uh, technical samples. But to be honest with you, I don't think you really need to know all of that right now because this is about the future and what Lars Butler and the Artificial Intelligence Foundation are doing now. This is a conference Uh, What I am about to show you, this is a conference from 2019 called the uh, One Young Leader Conference. And so on the stage, uh, I'm going to skip ahead to, they've already done the introductions because the beginning was kind of slow, but on the stage is Biz Stone, who is the co-founder of Twitter, along with Lars Butler, who we are learning all about. And Biz Stone is going to talk a little bit about Twitter, and then he is going to introduce Lars Butler, and we're going to get into the Mind Twin technology. Now, I will warn you, for those of you watching the video version of the podcast, you're probably going to say to yourself, well, this looks very CGI'd, it almost looks like animation. This is at the beginning phases of the unveiling of this technology. This is right after uh, I had my private communications, well, once private communications, with Rob Mallory of AI Foundation, which I shared in episode uh, 15, I believe, which you should listen to if you haven't, because that really, really has some insider information that will... Uh, tickle your funny bone. And so when you see this, don't don't discount it. Don't laugh it off because this is real. Okay, this is real. This is what they're building. And they're putting the AI hive mind, which is the important part of this project, behind these deepfake CGI videos of the celebrities and influencers in which volunteered to be the test pilots for this software. So don't sit there and discount it because this is very dangerous and this is the ground level. You're seeing the beginning of the adoption campaign, the campaign presented to the public, the public relations campaign that will lead into where we are today and where we're going in the future. 
So let's get this started. In the beginning, I'm probably not going to interrupt Biz Stone, but I wanted you to hear the introduction just so you get a flavor for this panel discussion at this conference before it gets into Lars Butler and his demonstration of the Mind Twin technology. Stand by it, and I love your beard. Okay, <laughs> let me just, whatever he said, I'm going to start out by saying that uh, it's people and people like you that change the world. It's not Twitter. Twitter is just a tool that is frequently in the right place at the right time. Uh, the purpose of Twitter is to serve the public conversation. We didn't articulate that early because we didn't know it yet. Um, I encourage you to write down your purpose and your principles, share it with yourself, share it with your team, and I promise you that it will be profoundly positive in, in terms of impact. It really helps galvanize. Now, I won't be entirely self-deprecating about Twitter because Twitter did introduce a new way to communicate at scale. Uh, it, the platform gives everyone a voice. Um, and it, it has been, you know, it's facilitated things like important movements like um, Arab Spring, Black Lives that, that loud breathing you hear is not me. I think that's possibly Lars Butler getting overly excited about playing with his mind twins. But as you see, Biz Stone here is talking about Twitter and how it was instrumental in helping with the Arab Spring, Black Lives Matter, and the Me Too movement all of which are things he's proud of Twitter helping out with, all of which generated from sort of government narratives. We can get into all that one day. This matter, the Me Too movement, just to name three. And, and all of us who work at Twitter are, of course, incredibly proud of these things. Um, and it, it is a constant reminder, though, that um, people are fu fundamentally good. And when you give them the right tool, they will prove it to you every single day. So my purpose is to be helpful however I can. And as an investor, uh, I help entrepreneurs create new platforms that enable a positive future. Um, I invested in the AI Foundation because I loved the energy of this guy, and you'll see. Um, and because he showed me... He showed you what, Biz? He showed you his connections to the CIA, to the NSA, to the DOD, to the FBI, to the White House. Is that what he showed you, Mr. Stone? Did he come in and pitch you? He sat there in the shark tank and he said, Hello, my name is Lars Butler. I work for the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the DOD, the White House, the military industrial complex, and I play in video games. And I am launching a Mind Twin software, and we'd love to work with you. And he said, yeah, I think that's cool, dude. That's radical, man. That's so cool. You're ahead of the curve, brother. The future, like an actual sneak peek of the future, which is amazing. I'm inspired by, people, what, by what people do with Twitter, but I will tell you this is some next-level stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, having your own... See how cutesy it has to be? This is the propaganda. This is the adoption. They're sitting there in front of a bunch of uh, younger entrepreneurs, younger technologists, and they're making jokes about how this is next level and it's really cool when they're introducing a technology that was first backed by Peter Thiel and the Founders Fund, Peter Thiel, being the owner of Palantir, Palantir being started within Qtel Money and being used to track down 
regular everyday Americans by the IRS in sort of a dystopian Skynet manner. Oh, this is all very funny. It's all very cutesy. This is how they do it. So Biz Stone is going to introduce this freak who's going to do his demonstration of some mind twins. Yeah. AI. I mean, the power of your own purpose, your own principles at a scale, millions, hundreds of millions. This is unbelievable, but it's true and it's happening. And AI will change and define the next era of social change. Yeah, the power of your own purpose, because you have no purpose without your artificial intelligence digital twin. And so he's saying AI will define the future. AI will be so great and all powerful. See, this all stems from the king philosopher Yuval Noah Harari and one of the modern architects, Ray Kurzweil. Except it's important to remember that it falls on us uh, and especially all of your young leaders here to fulfill the true promise of AI, which I believe is to amplify the best traits of humanity. Uh, Yeah, artificial intelligence is to amplify the best traits of humanity. Well, artificial intelligence, as it stands alone, is the replacement of humanity, the replacement of human intelligence, the replacement of natural world intelligence. And as I've pointed out a million times on this show, this is nothing more than technocratic genocide. They are replacing humanity with artificial intelligence and robots. We already see it in many jobs, in many industries. So don't ever let these people fool you into believing that they're doing this out of the love of humanity. They do not love humanity. Transhumanism, post-humanism, is death to humanity. Post-humanism is beyond humans. You understand? Please, I hope you get this. It is very, very important. Biz Stone and Lars Butler do not love you. Together we can make AI a triumph, not necessarily just of technology, but a triumph for humanity. And the AI Foundation is the most advanced, responsible, and socially responsible leaders in the field of artificial uh, intelligence. Its purpose is... The only socially responsible people in the field of technology and artificial intelligence are people like myself people like you that create this content that research it and analyze it that try to understand it like you who absorb it and then you preach to your friends and family and your children and grandchildren and your mothers and fathers and senior homes about the dangers of it and how we do not want to become one with technology We are the only socially responsible people. There is no one who is socially responsible who is building artificial intelligence to replace humanity. There is nothing socially responsible about that. It's, in fact, anti-social. Social media has been called anti-social media. It causes kids of this generation to not speak to each other. As Dennis Bushnell, the chief engineer the chief scientist at nasa for the last 40 years has 
said and bragged about kids, you know, three to seven years old on the playground texting each other instead of having a conversation, but said, well, just deal with it because that is the human evolution of humans. They are proud of this. In Yuval Noah Harari's book, Sapien, he talks about the snail's pace of human evolution. And these people are tired of that. That's why they're hijacking it, they're pirating it, they're hacking it so that they can take control of it and so that they could socially engineer. Social engineering is not social responsibility. So don't ever, ever, ever fall into this trap. Ever, I'm warning you. I'm warning you, they have good salesmen. Do not fall for this. Is to create a better future by giving 7 billion of us our own AI to amplify our own purpose, our own principles, our own goals and values. It's just unbelievable. So why would 7.6 billion people on the planet Earth need a digital twin artificial intelligence of themselves to amplify their purpose and their principles. Okay, ask yourself that. The internet is already an overcrowded place. It is already an overrun ghetto. In real life, these same people like Biz Stone, Lars Butler, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, the rest of them, talk about climate change, pollution, overpopulation. So now they want to take 7.6 billion people and then multiply that by two by giving everyone a digital twin of themselves that lives in the cyberspace of which if everyone is utilizing their digital twin nonstop, how much energy, how much electricity are we using? See, you can boil down their lies by just using common sense that they are forked tongue. Everything they say out of one side of their mouth, the next week they're saying out of the other. So they're going to double the size of humanity because they truly believe this cyber version of yourself is a completely new being with a soul, as we see through some of their new inventions like the soul machines I showed you. And where they talk about how their AIs have a soul, but as Yuval Noah Harari says, you have no soul... You have no free will. You have no spirit. There is no God. You are a hackable animal. And so now they want to give you a digital twin to double the size of humanity as they see it, while at the same time complaining about overpopulation, pollution, and climate change. So what do they have in store for the real you the natural life you, the one they despise and they hate so much, the one that they call a polluter, the one that they call a useful, uh, no, a useless human, as Yuval Harari puts it, the ones they say that are hackable. So they want to hack you, turn you into a digital twin of yourself, do that to all 7.6 billion people, and then what happens to the real you? How do you not become a polluter? How do you not contribute to climate change? Oh, they have plans, folks. They're not stupid. This is not incompetence. This is not that they are contradicting themselves by accident. They know exactly what they're doing, and we will get into that 
and we will take a look at these mind twins when we come back from this break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my little mind twins out there. We are listening to a panel discussion with Biz Stone, the co-founder of Twitter, and the bald-headed weirdo named Lars Butler. He's so cute, is he not? Let's jump right back into this video and keep moving on this, or I... We'll talk forever because I have so much to say on this subject, but let's let them say it in their own words as much as humanly or digitally humanly possible. Um, with that, I want to introduce the actual intelligence behind all of this artificial intelligence. My friend, Dr. Lars Butler, co-founder and CEO of the Artificial Intelligence Foundation. <laughs> Lars! Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. David and Bill, thank you so much. How can I possibly follow you? How can I possibly follow you? Just listen to this man and then just imagine him sitting on the board as a director at IP3 International, overseeing nuclear transactions, selling reactors to Saudi Arabia, moving the waste materials to Russia. He sits on IronNet with former NSA chief Keith Alexander, worked for uh, Carlisle Group, headed up by a former deputy director of the CIA, AI Foundation funded by Peter Thiel, Palantir CIA. Just think, this man gets into the highest levels of government all the way up to the white house all the way up to the trump white house i mean this guy when you listen to him just imagine he is invited into the inner circles and uh, i i have to say i mean i was at the grand canyon at one point and they said they said it's a place to humble the soul but that's nothing compared to coming to one young world this is an amazing conference I had great expectations when I came here, and they were all blown, blown away. So um, it is deeply humbling for all of us at AI Foundation. At AI Foundation, and for those of you watching the video, he's sitting, or not watching the video, um, you can at pain.tv slash gold. He's sitting there in like a silver, shiny blazer with a black uh, unbuttoned uh, sort of dress shirt. He's got a bald head. Look him up. Lars Butler, two T's. You're going to love the guy. He's so great. He's so, he, you just blow my expectations. I just came from a meeting in China where we were talking about building killer robots. But this, this conference blew away all my expectations. And we are inspired by your example. And like you, we believe that we can create a better, more just and abundant future. And we also believe, like you, that change starts with communication, with all of us directly talking to each other. Which we were all doing, all doing, before the internet came about. 
When I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, I don't think it was until I was 15 or 16 we may have had an AOL dial-up connection. Okay, before the internet, we all conversed face-to-face. We did it just fine. But now, there's a problem. Ah, they created the problem. And now, they provoke a reaction. And now, here he is to offer the solution, Lars Butler. And humans are extremely social beings. Communication is what makes us human. We are empathic creatures. We like to cooperate. And that is what gives us our influence. That's how we inspire others. That's how we educate each other. And so today, many of our greatest challenges are global. It's an interconnected world. And they- now, let me just point this out. I'm not going to go into depth on this, but he says it's a global world, right? That's globalism. That's new world order. One world government. We're a global world. Well, before the internet, and I would argue this and debate this with anyone, the world was a much better place when people focused on their community, on localities. And so if you had a problem with the education system in your town, you would get involved and run for the education board and change that. If you didn't like the way the town was run, you would get involved with the town council. Okay, if you lean Republican or lean Democrat, you would get involved with your Republican or Democrat town committees. And back then, we had much more of a chance of changing things at the local level because our localities, our counties, hadn't been completely taken over by the state and or the federal governments. And so before the Internet, you would focus on the problems in your own community. You would not be concerned with what is going on in other countries. And some people would call you shallow for saying that, but no, you were taking care of your town. You were taking care of your county. And now we have this global world where everyone thinks they are so important that instead of focusing on picking up some trash in their town, they think they're saving the world from Russia one tweet at a time. And so the internet has been a complete and total disaster. I was the last generation that grew up without the internet in my pocket. Okay, when I, even in my 20s, when I got involved in politics, I was fighting the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and I was utilizing uh, local and statewide media to go after the city of New Haven and its mayor, John DeStefano. And so you were making change at the local level, but now just because, I mean, think about it. Hey, technology allows me to speak to you, but in reality, I could, if this was 20 years ago, I'd be using my voice to try to change the community around me or conserve the community around me or preserve the culture around me. And so now I can listen to a broadcaster from California or someone in California could listen to me. But in reality, fighting and working at the local level was much more productive. Now we're trapped in this global society. And that's the setup that he's talking about. So the technologists, the technocrats created the problem now of globalism. And now they're going to fix this by giving everyone an AI voice. Can be solved by all of us working together or the right distributed groups of people working together across the globe. So fortunately... Right, so we gotta work across the globe, right? So if I have a problem with a river or with a stream here in my town, I'm gonna get online and bitch to people about it in Beijing. See, it doesn't make any sense. It's like Washington DC ruling over land in the middle of Iowa. 
the further away your government gets from you, the more tyrannical it is. Making decisions for what happens on planet Earth from a space station on Mars. This is what these guys want to do. Well, now they're going to bring everyone into this metaverse so that they can completely govern it because it's all done now through technology. That's where this is headed. We have been given great tools. You know, media is giving us tools to communicate at scale. And, you know, um, we have mass media, such as, you know, television, news reports, movies, all of those allowing us to broadcast from one to many. And then we have social media, you know, and another amazing tool, Facebook, Instagram, you know, not so important, Twitter, first and foremost. <laughs> right? I mean... Why? To have to make everything into a joke, okay? Twitter, first and foremost. You gotta, you gotta humanize this monster. He has to be humanized. So they write these little corny jokes for him that he can tell here at the conference so that people aren't sitting there going, God, he looks and sounds like a James Bond villain. Well, that wouldn't be allowed. I wonder in his AI mind twin world if he'd skin himself with a different avatar. What would he look like? When he downloads his consciousness into a new nanobot Iron Man suit, what would, what would he look like as a robot, as a non-biological entity? I wonder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have to clap. Allowing many of us to broadcast to many others. So that's another amazing tool. And yet, even in light of all these unprecedented media tools, we still have a long way to go to educate the world. To share. Educate the world about what, Lars? Share our stories, to work together, to solve problems. And, uh, and we have actually, as a species, many, many tough conversations going on right now. How do we treat our planet? How should we treat each other? What constitutes freedom? What constitutes freedom? How about not uploading your mind into the cloud to be run as a digital slave while these freaks of nature lock you inside of a 400 square foot cubicle pod with a VR headset strapped over your eyes and a Neuralink brain chip hammered into the back of your skull and implanted down into your brain via a thousand wires with over a thousand electrodes on each one how about the opposite of that would be freedom lars could i debate you on that sir how about that would be not freedom i would call that i don't know uh slavery and so he's sitting here talking about how he's going to give you an ai to help make the world better to make humanity better allow us to spread our feelings and thoughts all over the place yeah they're talking about it as if it's the next level of social media. And yeah, social media has definitely made the world a better place. Oh, yeah. Oh, go back to the 40s and 50s. Go back to the 80s. Yeah, that was definitely a worse time than we're in today. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? As the supply chains are weakening and the world is crumbling, at the hands of the technocrats who own the very companies that make the food, that run the supply chains, that handle all of the cyber tech, that's all of them, and yet you see it crumbling today as they tell you that they have the answers to fixing it all.
they have the answers to making it all better. And one of the answers is giving you a Neuralink brain chip. One of the answers is allowing you to mind twin yourself, to give you a personal AI digital twin. These are the answers to the problems in which they created, of which they act like there's some third party that created all these problems. They act as if, and they imply as if, it is the small mom and pops that created all these supply chain issues. When I was a kid, I grew up in a town of 10,000 people in uh, Connecticut. And some of my friends came from farm families. There was a lot of farms in my town. And those families grew vegetables And then they supplied the local grocery stores. I'm not talking about just mom and pop grocery stores. At the time, the chain grocery stores. They'd load up their trucks in the morning. They'd go stock the grocery stores. And then they'd come home and whatever they had left, they had a farm stand and they would sell for cash to make a little extra money. That's how it worked 30 years ago. Then these guys came in. They muscled out the mom and pops like what's happening in Poland now. As I talk to a farmer there, I'm going to publish some of that soon. How they're muscling these guys out and trying to destroy the mom and pop farms, the local farms. And you're going to see that, and you have been seeing it here in the United States with people like Bill Gates buying up the farmland and then passing laws in certain states, trying to make it illegal to have gardens and to have uh, animals grazing your land. Under the name of climate change, it's climate pollution to have a garden in your yard. Oh, I thought you wanted me to be sustainable. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that kind of sustainability. We want you to go to the grocery store and buy GMO'd Frankenstein food as we jack up the prices to the point of where it's growing exponentially and a tomato will cost you 6 million Bitcoin by next year. So they, 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 they create this problem to provoke a reaction and then offer the solution. And now we're at the point where the solution is that humans to solve problems need to create a digital mind twin of themselves to go out into the cyber metaverse second life immersive world and work with other people to to fix these problems. And Lars Butler, Lars Butler and his friends, they want to give you the digital mind twin. The CIA, the NSA, the DOD, the White House, the military industrial complex. We are friends. We're not the people who created all the wars. We're the ones trying to solve them. That's who you're dealing with, folks. You see these criminals, these liars, these scammers, these schemers, these grifters, these pirates, these hackers, these... These just these monsters, they are playing God. And not only are they trying to play God, they want to be God. As Yuval Noah Harari said, those who control the data will control the future. Those who control the data will be the gods of a new era. That's who we are dealing with, folks. This is Lars Butler. This is the head of Artificial Intelligence Foundation. This is the man who was pushing and working on the technology for the metaverse and the second life world over 10 years ago. 
buddied up with the CIA, the NSA, all throughout his work history, all throughout his resume. He doesn't hide it. It's just no one has ever looked. No one has ever talked about him. And so over the last three episodes now, that's what we've been doing. In episode four, we are going to continue this video so you can see where his mind twin technology is at. And then we're going to use that to transition into where I believe this technology is being used today. And I'm going to show you the mind twin they created with Deepak Chopra. And that led me down a rabbit hole to read more about Deepak Chopra, who I avoided over the years. And now I know why, because this guy is completely insane, completely insane and completely backs the idea of the transhuman of which he calls the metahuman and of which he's written about and spoken about. And then we're going to go from there to Peter Thiel, who backed AI Foundation, because Thiel is so instrumental in this authoritarian technocracy and this quest for immortality by these crazy psychopaths. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and thank you for listening to me at pain.tv slash gold. Until tomorrow, I am out, folks. Have a great evening. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.